Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. Again, welcome to another exciting broadcast of Faith on Fire. We have a great show for you today, a great broadcast. And uh, we're uh, talking about, we're going to be talking about the subject of walking in the spirit versus walking in the flesh. A lot of Christian, I found, well, a lot of churches don't talk about that. Like they don't talk about the kingdom of God. They talk about religion or just salvation. But salvation comes with the kingdom of God. But the Bible tells us to walk in the spirit. In Galatians it says walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. A lot of us don't have the understanding of what that means. And over here, and I'm going to start here in Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, I'm going to look at verse 2. I'm just going to skim through that. Verse 2 says, for the law of the spirit of life. In Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Now I'm going to drop down to verse 5. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And again, that goes with the scripture over in Hebrews where he says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. God says there's two ways to live. You can live, and we call it in the church, being worldly. You can be under the world's influence, which Satan's programs you to be under that influence. Or you can walk as a new creation in Christ and walk in the spirit, meaning you're being transformed by the renewing of your mind. You're living the kingdom of God lifestyle. And again, we don't get taught this in church, so we, 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 it's a mixture you know, it's like oil and water, it don't mix. And Jesus talked about the, the good seed and the tears. So we, we, we have this mixture in the church and the body of Christ, and we're not getting the, the results that God says we have. And back to the scripture over in Romans, he says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. God wants us to be spiritually minded. In his word, Jesus said in John six sixty three. He says, walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. He said, for the words that I speak are spirit and they are life. So as we are maturing in Christ, our mind should be, we should be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Meaning we should start thinking more and more like God, more and more like the sample son, Jesus. So he's saying those who 
live according to the flesh, they set their minds. They have a mindset. And that mindset is based on the world system, which Satan runs. And that's why the scripture tells us in Romans 2, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And over there in uh, second, I was just looking over here in First uh, John, he was telling us that friendship with the world is intimate with God. If anybody loves the world, now he ain't saying people, he's saying that world system that Satan dominates. And that same world system that conformed us to its image, most of us, because if you didn't grow up, you know, being transformed by the renewing your mind. If you didn't get saved at four or five years old and start learning the things of God like Jesus did, most of us was conformed by the world system. It programmed us. And you hear it every day. You're bombarded by it yeah, every day. Right. It reinforces I've talked to it. people, and you probably have too, who say, I'm not going to take my kids to church. I'm not going to teach them about the Bible. I'm not going to do any of that stuff when they're kids. I'm going to let them get to be 18 and then make a decision. By that time, themselves. they're programmed by the world. Right. The world's bombarding them <laughs> right, every day. Right, all day right, at right. school, all day on TV, all day in music, all day in movies. The world is bombarding them constantly. And mm -hmm. it bombards all of us. And here's the scripture I was referencing in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. It says, Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And I wrote right there, programming. Then I'm going to go on to verse 16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And I wrote right there in my Bible, system. For the world system. And the world is passing away and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Oh, that's good right there. The will of God is contained in the word of God. And that's what God wants his people to be conformed into the image of his dear son. That's why he tells us to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I tell people all the time, and this is biblical, when you get born again, yes, you get a new spirit. I mean, your spirit is alive and awakened to God now because it was dead first to God, but you got born again. Duh. Now you're alive to God, but you didn't get a new mind. So that's a process now to be transformed by the renewing of your mind that's sanctification right 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 and that comes by hearing the word of god again that's why he says faith comes by hearing the word of god you got to constantly be exposed to the word of god and i'm reminded of what jesus said in matthew 5 those who hunger and thirst after righteousness will be filled that's those who walk in the spirit and they ain't not conformed to this world you got the hunger and thirst and jesus talked about it when he talked about the parable he says to them who has ears to hear, let them hear. He says, for you, it's been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. But to those, it's going to be in parables. To him who has, more will be given. To him who don't, and he was talking about understanding, revelation. God wants you to hunger and thirst after him. We talk about it on this show all the time. A lot of people aren't hungering and thirsting after God. They're hungering and thirsting after what the world has put in their face and say look go after this you need this you need this new iphone you need this new product you need this and he says and no if you, if you and just, he said seek ye first the kingdom you know and if you just eat this you'll be happy you'll if be you satisfied and this, it never satisfies you if you buy this car you'll be happy and you'll look like this person you know if you use this toothpaste you'll look like this person right you know and <laughs> so yeah the world is constantly bombarding us with this idea of this is what you need to strive for this is what you need to make you happy 
This is what you need and, to and find purpose. And the scripture purpose. tells us the God of this world blinds the minds of those who believe not. Believe not. Believe the gospel. Yeah. The, remember we just read it. The lust of the eye. <laughs> he wants to show you something. You need this. Try to do it to Jesus. When Satan took him up and showed him the, all the kingdoms of the world in a moment you of time. You can have this. You can have this if you. But they do that. If you do what I want you to do, you can have all of this. Television same thing ads today. do the same thing. Well, I mean, you just you said can it. Have this. Tell a vision. They want to tell you and show you a vision. Satan did that to Jesus. He showed him a vision in a moment of time. You can have this, Jesus, if you bow down. And that bow down means to live for me, do things my way. And that's what he meant when he says in Romans, those who walk in the flesh, they set their minds on things of the flesh. But those who walk in the spirit. They set their minds on the things of God. And God says, this is who you are now. This is what you have. This is what you can do. And you have to believe that. And you got to constantly believe that. You can't believe that just on Sundays. You got to believe it on Monday, yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Sunday and Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, and that's what we like to do. We like to compartmentalize. We, we call it dualism. I, I act like this on Sunday. On Monday, I act like this. And I don't I'm talk about home, God on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then when I'm at home, I act another way. Right. That's dualism. So, no, either you're on fire. Remember he said either you're cold or hot. I don't, I don't desire you to be lukewarm. He said, I'll, I'll just spit you out then. And that's what he's saying in that scripture in Romans, you know, for the, to be carnally minded. He says, I'm going to go back to the scripture in Romans. What does it say in Romans? He says, walk in the spirit. And you well, that's in Galatians, walk in the spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. But in Romans, he tells us a similar thing. For those who live, uh oh, that's Romans eight five. Look, for those who live according to the flesh, and, and I'm gonna give a little definition on according to the flesh. That's for one, it's that old sin nature, it's that world programming, it's it's that unrenewed mind. He said those who live according to that. Now here's the deal. We got some Christians that live according to the flesh. Yeah, they're just not people sinners, people that's not born again. The scripture called them carnal Christians or baby Christians. They live according to the flesh. You well, know, what said. Yeah, as you read and you talk about according to the flesh, Nike, you know, just do it. It's a great thing. Right. Too many people live their life as just do it. You it feel feels like good, it, do so it. Just do it. Right, right. You think that would be a good idea? Just do if it. If television told you. Just, just do, do it, it. Right. you know. I mean, but I mean, that uh, takes over every aspect of a person's life. I feel like doing this, so just do it. Y your feelings can betray you. I tell people this all the time: we can't live according to our feelings because our feelings can betray well, that's us. Living you according to the like, flesh, you feel like chewing that person out. You feel like being mean. You feel like anger. You feel like uh, waving a salute to that person that cut you off in traffic. Every person ever robbed a bank when they did it, the moment they did it, they felt like doing it. So our feelings can completely betray us as far as what God would want us to do. Right. And that's why he says in uh, Hebrews 11, 6, for without faith, it's a, well, I want to go to Hebrews 11, 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Well, that's the word of God. That's the substance of things I want to hope for. It's the evidence of things not seen or perceived by the senses or things that I feel. You can't live by how you feel. Right. You, you got to live by the truth. Yeah, once again, your feelings will betray you all the time. Right. And Jesus said, I am the truth, the way, and the life. And also in Revelation, Jesus is referred to as the word. But back to Romans 8, 
5. Look, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds. Oh, so it's a mindset. They set their minds, look, on the things of the flesh, the things of, of fallen man, the things of the, the world system, the world programming. They set their minds on that. And look what else he says. But those who live according to the spirit, ooh, I'm going to equate the spirit with the word of God. They set their minds on the things of the spirit. So we have to walk by faith, not by sight. We can't keep saying we're children of God, yet you're living like children of darkness. Scripture says in Colossians, we've been conveyed, and that's a real estate term. We've been transferred out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, the kingdom of his dear son. So now we got to start acting like that. You can't keep acting like fallen man. Again, when Adam fell, he lost fellowship with God. And that's what he, Scripture talks about, you know, living in about the flesh. Conveying. I like to say we've changed citizenship. Well, yeah, yeah. We, we're the now scripture, citizens of kingdom The Scripture calls us citizens of, of heaven. That's who right. we are. We've and you have changed our citizenship from being a citizen Some of, of the us world. don't have the understanding of that. So now you got to, that's why he says you're an ambassador. Well, you can't be an ambassador of a nation that you ain't have citizenship in. I can't say I'm an ambassador of Canada. I'm not a citizen of Canada. Now, I can go work for the UN as an ambassador of this nation because I, I was born in the United States of America. So, again, we've been born again into the kingdom of God, So which makes us an ambassador. But, you know, people need to get an idea of they've changed citizenship. Oh, yeah. We, we get a revelation need, of that. Right. I mean, we need to realize that's actually really what has happened to us, not on just some superficial level. But that is what well, has that's happened gotta be to your us. new reality. And it changes your thinking. Right. Your new mind, all those things. When we come to realize who we are and what has happened to us, then all of a sudden we take on a whole new, as you said, mindset about the world and what the world has to offer. The world has nothing to offer that's permanent. The world's system is not permanent. It doesn't have anything to offer that's permanent. What do people in the world system spend their life trying to accumulate? Fame, riches, possessions, all of those things, none of which are permanent. You cannot take them with you. And yet, what do people spend their entire life and energy trying to get? Things that are not permanent. We've got to get our mindset off of this world and the impermanent things of it and set our minds on the kingdom of God, which, as you read there earlier, and which the scripture tells us over and over and over, is permanent, will last forever. Scripture refers to it as eternal. Right. It will last <laughs> forever. Remember, the word is everlasting. It endures forever. The building that we are in right now will one day either be torn down right. or will fall down. But the word of God is forever. The word of God still stands. Right. It still stands. I'm going to read the latter part of this, Romans uh, 8. Look what it says. I'm going to pick it up at verse 6. For to be carnally minded or fleshly minded or world program minded or sin nature minded is death. He says death. To think like that is death. But to be spiritually minded, uh-oh, is life and peace. He didn't say just say it was life. He said to be carnally minded was death. But to be spiritually minded, you get two parts. You get life and peace. I'll take those. Peace means shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. I'll take that. Look at the next verse. 
because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God or the word of God, neither indeed can be. Here's verse 8. So then those who are in the flesh, carnally minded, world programmed, sin nature minded, cannot please God. Oh, that sounds like Hebrews 11.6. Without faith it's impossible to please him. Those who come to him must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He just said those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Meaning, if you still think like the world after being saved for X amount of years, you still act like the world, talk like the world, live like the world, he said you're not pleasing God. And it which reminds me of James. Don't be just a hearer of the word only, but a doer. He said, because if you're a hearer only, you're deceiving yourself. But if you're a hearer and a doer, you'll be blessed in what you do. Jesus said, those who hear these sayings of mine and does them, I'll liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. I'm a wise man. I'm making corrections. I missed the mark, but I'm, my desire is to be a doer, not just a hearer. And I always look into this Bible as the mirror, and I examine myself, and I go ahead and make the corrections. Because it's an open book test. I can use the book, Richard. It's open book. And that's what we got to do. We got to start meditating on the word of God, which is going to transform what we believe. And a lot of people aren't teaching on biblical meditation. That's a spiritual process that gives you a new permanent thinking. You know, it transforms ago, how you think. A few months ago when we talked about meditation for a few days, you know, we were trying to explain to people what people, Christians hear the word meditation and a lot of them run from it. Because meditation to a lot of people is sitting around with your legs crossed going, um, um. That's not biblical. That's not, that's, that's not biblical that's meditation. Eastern meditation. <laughs> and so a lot of people run when they hear the word meditation. They run from it because that's the picture they get. But it's as the picture I used to get until right, I got some as, understanding. <laughs> as the meditation that we're talking about is letting the word of God permeate you, right. thinking about it constantly, right. and letting it change you. It you transforms know, you. This is the thing, though, and, and people have to realize this. You can read the word of God all day and not be transformed by well, you it. You can just get information. You can get just information. But then you can there meditate are, and get revelation. There are college professors around the country teaching religious studies right. who don't believe a word of it. They only they got know information what it says, knowledge. But they don't believe a word of it. It is possible to read your Bible all day and not be changed by it. We have got to meditate on it. We've got to allow God to change us, to speak to us, and to change our thinking, to change our way of living, to change the very way that we act. And again, there's something called information knowledge, and there's revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge is a greater understanding. That's why... The disciples asked Jesus, why do you speak to them in parables? Well, see, you can't get revelation without the Holy Spirit. Right, right, right. And that's why you're only going to be getting information. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, they fell from revelation to information. That's where we are now in the information age. So now, previous to the fall, Adam didn't have to learn. He just discerned. Because God gave him the command to name everything. See, whatever you call it, that's what it's going to be. He didn't go to no university. He had to hold the spirit living in him so he could get revelation. And when mankind fell, we drag down to a lower nature information. That's what he means walking in the flesh. Oh, we when got all kinds in, of knowledge, but it wasn't to wisdom. Right, right, right. So anybody can read and get the scriptures and get information. But revelation is going to take you to that next level where you step out on it. You, your mind is transformed. You're transformed by the renewing of your mind. You, the word is deep in your subconscious now, where 
when somebody say they're sick, you don't go have an organ recital with them. Your first response is to lay hands and, and ask them, you know, can I pray a prayer of faith? Because I believe Jesus heals. That's what I do. That's my first response now. Didn't used to be, but as I started meditating on the scriptures, that all authority has been given to me, and I give it to you, therefore go. You know, I, I give you authority to trample over serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. He said, these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name, they will lay hands on the sick. But see, you got to meditate on that. Once you start well, meditating on that scripture, you get a revelation. What? Oh, this is who I am now. But see, you also have to believe it. Well, see, as you, you start meditating, you, you will believe it. Well, you, not necessarily. That, I'm, that's I'm, where we might part company. Well, that's where we don't part company because I, I think that, I know that a lot of Christians read it, but they don't necessarily believe it. Well, because they they're not meditating on it. Well, on I'm going to say if they're not believing it, this obviously they ain't meditating on it. James has to say, "Don't be just a hearer only, but a doer." So you can hear that okay. God's a healer, but not well, ever back really to truly the, believe back it. Back to the doer, he tells you. To do, meditate on the word day and night. You'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water who brings forth his fruit in the seasons and whose leaf shall not wither and whatsoever things you do prosper. Because again, meditation is a God-given process that causes a permanent transformation. But see, it's like the person we were talking about last week that, that I was talking to. They've read the Bible for years. They don't believe that God. They're just still getting the information. They ain't getting revelation that are described in the Bible because right. they're not meditating on it. They're not letting the, planting the word in the good ground of their heart and letting it grow up. They're they're what we started off this broadcast with dualism. They got one foot in and one foot out. Obviously, Jesus said, "Those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled." There's a lot of people reading the Bible, but they're not hungry. They hunger and thirst after information. Revelation is a whole nother level. Of understanding because revelation once you get revelation as a result of meditating the word day and night you're going to start stepping out on what the word says you're not going to have all this revelation and not act on it so that's why Jesus told us the scripture tells us in Philippians think on these things because remember as a man think it so is he he said think on whatever things are true well the word of God is true so if I'm pondering and thinking on what God said constantly day and night like he tells me in Psalms 1 that's what's going to grow up in me. That's going to transform my image. So, But I can read the scripture and then go watch CNN. <laughs> That's those ones you're referring to. They read the Bible, then they go watch the world. Or you read the Bible in church, and then you go home and do, do the world thing. thing. Yeah. So you, you're trying so to. It's possible to read it and not do it. That's what we were saying. That's James has right. Well, right. don't just be like that person that reads it. And, and that's do why it. he says, well, don't just read it. Now meditate on it. Because meditate is a spiritual process that's going to have a permanent transformation in your thinking. It's going to transform you. You're going to start believing. And I know this for myself because that's as, what I do. You're going to believe. I'm talking about meditation. I'm talking about thinking on it night and day. That's what I'm talking about constantly. As I go throughout my day, I'm pondering on what the word says. Yes, I'm aware of my surroundings and I'm, I'm conscious so I won't get hit by a car while I'm riding my bike or something. But I'm still thinking on the word of God. And that's the, the beauty of the word of God. This is it in... Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is living and powerful. When planted in the good ground of our heart, that's what Jesus talked about the parable of the sword, sowing that word. That word of God is incorruptible seed. It, it, it's the best seed you can get. It's incorruptible, meaning it can't be corrupted. So once you plant it in the good ground of your heart and ponder it day and night, oh, it's going to grow. And it's going to grow into an image of your redemption. So 
Can't no devil in hell tell you it's not true. Can't nobody else. That's why Jesus said this. If you can believe all things are possible. He's talking about the word of God. If you believe it. So it don't matter. I always tell other pastors this. It don't matter if you don't believe for this. And I do. It don't void out my faith. I believe. Well, let God be true and every man be alive. Right. So if I got it and God's revealed it to me through his spirit, because the scripture says in Corinthians, the spirit searches the heart and reveals the deep things of God. Well, if God's done revealed it to me because I've done my due diligence by meditating and he revealed it to me and you don't believe it and I do, we had that instance with Jesus. The Pharisees thought they knew God. Well, Jesus really knew the Father. They rejected the truth and stood on what they believed. Well, they knew what it said. <laughs> right. They had information. But Jesus it. was the revelation. He was the revelation in the flesh. Remember? He came to his own, and his own didn't even receive him. He was the revelation of what the scriptures was talking about. And he says, here I am. And they was like, no, nah, man, you're the carpenter's son. Get out of here. Like me and you, when we got born again, we noticed what our family members. We tell them we're pastoring now, what they do. They come up with all the negatives. <laughs> and, and they start thinking all this our past. They don't think about what we can be in their life. They think about all the negatives. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I remember this, remember that. They don't think about. The, they don't understand that God places anointing on you. They did it with the Apostle Paul. They didn't believe. They thought he was trying to trick See, them. And, th and that does that happens even not with just pastors, but with family Christians. members where a friend of yours from the past or a family member, they are changing or whatever, and people, they'll never change. Right. You, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. They're ne you now, know, they've always been that way, and they'll never be any now, different. Here's the deal. Now, that's, that's saddening when another Christian says that. Right. Because they should know. Right. See, because that proves that their thinking hasn't been transformed. Right. <laughs> or else they would know that anybody's thinking could be transformed. Well, the scripture says when you get saved, right over there in Corinthians, where it says you're an ambassador for Christ, and old things are past, all things become new. Just before that, he said, know ye no man after the flesh. Meaning, after you got saved, you should see things like that. Don't you know no man after the flesh no more. So say there's hope for that person too. Because if God can save a wretch like me, I know what he can do for this, this person. Well, see, that's why in my mind, the Apostle Paul always believed that anybody could get saved. Right. Because he knew what he was. Well, that's the way I believe. Anybody can get saved. If God can use me, but so I know many, he can use. So many Christians like to think they were always pretty good. They never did drugs. They never did alcohol. They never robbed a bank. They were always pretty good. So they don't need much of a savior. Well, it didn't take much, you know. It didn't take much of that. full of blood, you know, did right. them. Somebody else might take. Well, take that's going to do it all. We're, we're running out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And that's going to do it for this uh, segment of Faith on Fire. And remember, as you go through this week, just keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. 
Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.